0: later RPG a day take over so today is humor and being that I am a stand-up comedian I really felt the pressure on this one Um, I didn't want to disappoint you guys so I have um, included something a little bit special um, for you all it's one of Marley's uh, bard songs. Marley is the character that I play on the actual play, uh, Fate of Eisen, and she is a bard, so um, she has songs ready to go for live shows. Obviously, uh, I don't normally get to sing the full version, because in a six-second turn, you can't exactly do that. So (laughs) Um, Normally, I sing a few a few lines of the song and then uh, we post like fuller versions of it on the podcast if people want to listen but I've literally never done a full song length bard spell songs and I've tried it today so uh, I hope you like Marley casting Cure Wounds' spell (laughs) I'm I don't really have a better way of saying that. This is how Marley casts Cure Wounds. Yep, that's it. Okay. Take it away, Marley. You thought that you'd been hurt before But no one's ever left you quite this sore your wounds look deeper than a knife Cause they were And you need someone to bring you back to life Got a feeling that it's gonna be tough But with me we will make it out alive. life Apple thun like any other So hang on Just watch me heal until I can't breathe Shaking dice and now they're falling. And now that Molly's doing healing, you're awesome is what they're saying. Woo! Add an my awesome. tray, nailed it, no need for inspiration. And now that Molly's doing healing, you won't be needing stitching. And you weren't resistant to the flame. The dragon got you, and I can sense the pain. Your child heart is dead to the touch. So I'm all ready to claim what she's owed, but I don't want to be left, left on, on my own. Got a feeling that we're going under, Ooh. but I think we might make it out alive. Yeah. Apple thun like any other, True. so hang on, just watch me Feel heal until I can't breath. breathe, shaking dice, and now they're falling, and, and now that, that my lips doing healing, you probably feet should feet be praying, and I'm a dice tray, sweating, using inspiration. inspiration, and now that my list's Go up the sew, up the cut on your head. Needle in a thread, Needle thread, not gonna let you be dead. Needle in a thread, thread, singing songs in my head. Needle in a thread. thread, oh please don't be dead. Needle in a thread. thread, almost out of spells in my head. Needle, Needle in a thread. thread, and the monster's not dead. Needle in a thread. thread, oh shit, you really are dead. And shit. that means I'm dead. You, you watch me heal until I can't breathe. Crying, that's another falling. And grins and says thanks for playing At an amortized train Begging no hesitation. more inspiration And now that Mali's run out of healing You're lucky if you still need stitching Now that Mali's out of healing Pray that you don't need stitching Now that Mali's We explanations after that song because after putting it in, I realized that you won't understand some of it. So, the apple Squadeth is what we call ourselves. Um, we had a really unreasonable ad- obsession with apples and we just rolled with it. Um, and uh, Sorghumul is the uh, god of death in Aizen. We have our own pantheon, uh, Sorghumul everybody thinks is this mysterious dark orc figure that stalks the uh the battlefields of the dead and and things like that but actually that's just sorghumol's like minion um and who sorghumol is is actually a wee girl like maybe 10 years old uh and she is the goddess of death only nobody really realizes that uh We got to meet her once, and it was interesting. (laughs) I think she likes us. Maybe she doesn't. If you've listened to the episodes, you'd have to judge that for yourself. (laughs) Anyway, that's enough about Marley. Let's go see what Kyra's up to. I mean, she's got a mission ahead of her, right? Wouldn't want to be here. There, she had finally found one, on the outskirts of the forest. She dove towards the outstretched branches of the sequoia tree. Flapping her wings and stretching out her talons, she locked onto the branch and landed easily. She tucked her wings back into her sides and sighed heavily. It had been a long flight, thank goodness for her beautiful strong wings that had carried her effortlessly and had cut the travel time in half at least. She wasn't exactly sure how far into the forest the glade she had seen Danfern in was but she did remember that the grove was surrounded by great sequoias and she had a plan in mind for that. She turned her head to scratch at an itch that had been bugging her for a few minutes now while she studied the tree. She'd never actually used tree stride before but she guessed it would be like every other spell she'd woken up knowing. The right words and movements would appear in her mind, and the right thing she needed to cast it, be it a seed or a feather or a piece of ice, would appear in her pocket. Kyra had no idea how that worked, but she wasn't going to question it, for fear that it would stop happening. She assumed the gods gave them knowledge of the world and how to shape it while they slept, as they might have been too stupid to understand it while they were awake, or worse, asked too many questions about it, ruining the magic completely. That itch was starting to really bug her as she buried her beak into her feathers. She was just starting to feel like she'd got to the right spot when she felt herself begin to grow. Her talons shrank into her leather boots and she had a small moment as she was sliding to think a surprised chit before she was falling off the branch. I'm going to give Kyra a dex save to see if she can catch herself. She has a plus four saving throw and it's going to be a DC 17 save. Okay, that's a nat 20, folks. So, uh, what happens? Okay, so she turns almost cat-like in the air and uses her momentum to throw herself at a lower branch. Uh, Kyra grabs the branch and swings easily like a gymnast, even adding in a perfect somersault before landing on her feet, hands it outstretched to the sky. She bows to an invisible audience. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I know I'm the best. I don't hear it enough frankly And then she laughs and turns to walk confidently into the sequoia to stride to the glade <laughs> I'm gonna roll a quick intelligence check for something DC 14. It's not hard, um, but she has a plus zero Wise is our Kyra, but not very smart Ooh, Seven. Okay, this is gonna hurt Kyra swaggered, so pleased with herself that it was only at the last second that she remembered she hadn't actually cast the tree stride spell yet, and she smacked straight into a very solid trunk, bringing tears to her eyes from the hit to her nose. Um, I always make my players roll a d4 for damage when they do something dumb like that, Um, so time to roll. Yep, figures. Figures. I rolled myself a four. Okay. Well, my players would say that's payback, probably. <laughs> Kyra's first damage is to herself. Stink. <laughs> Shit. Anyway, that's the thing. That happened. That's going on the sheet. Okay, so grumbling to herself and looking a little bit embarrassed, um, she gathered her, sh- her thoughts and reached down into herself to channel the spirit within her that connected with nature. She reached out to touch the tree's bark and twisted her other arm around herself, spinning around in place as she chanted softly, Bountiful tree with which I stride, won't you let me come inside? And as she twisted and turned and chanted this, yes, I know what I just said, shut up, Um, she felt the tree pull her into its bark. She could feel the breeze blowing its leaves and the roots wriggling happily in damp soil. She, could ha- she had to keep her joy with being one with nature in check so that she could keep her concentration for the spell. She felt around for all the other sequoias and she could feel their energy dotted around her. And as she reached out to each of them, they gladly accepted her presence and shared themselves so willingly with her, it was hard not to cry with feeling so accepted and so loved. She travelled through many trees sticking her head out of trunks to see if she had found the right spot before spiralling off once more, until at last she set her eyes on the long grass glade with the ruined stone building. She could even see the hole from which she had emerged back when she thought she was running away from her destiny, that she was even able to run away from her destiny instead of realising that all she was doing was running faster towards it. She tried to push out from herself a feeling of love and gratitude to the trees that had granted her travel and stepped out onto the grass. Now that she was here, she could smell the burnt tree and turned to lay her eyes upon the horror of its charred remains. She steeled herself. This is why she was here. No more, she swore, not on her watch. Kyra turned once more and strode towards the strange dome building that she felt sure would reveal where Danfern was, or would be. Thanks for joining me in this Jules from Inside RPG A Day Takeover special I hope you're enjoying our improvised D&D 5e story. Tune in tomorrow for our next prompt. Thanks to my gems, KP, Bobby, Shell, Scott, Glenn, James, and Jason, and a big thanks to everyone listening. I don't know if it was Aotearoa, New Zealand, or Roleplay Games that brought you here, but I'm super glad that you've stopped by. We'll be back to New Zealand episodes in September because August is for RPG. E nohora. Kitae ano. Goodbye and see you again soon. Mwah!